I was talking to a friend today. He is a member of the Fellowship of the Withered Hand and is someone that I'll often learn quite a lot from. And he was saying, I'm working in my mind on encouragement that I want to get everybody, give everybody. And then his sentence is this, always say yes to God. When God calls you to do something, when God has a task or a challenge, when your conscience prompts you, when you face a situation where you might go a different direction, where it might be easier to do something else, always say yes to God. Your will be done. I'm extremely grateful for people that do that in this moment. I, When I was just getting ready to tape this a couple of moments ago, got a phone call that interrupted. I was grousing a bit in my spirit about why would this happen in the middle of an important thing like taping something. And then the person who called me was from AAA and they said, somebody has found your wallet. I did not even know my wallet was lost. And that happened through absolute carelessness of mine. And somebody tracked it down and my phone number wasn't in it. So they actually contacted AAA because I have a AAA card in there. And this person was available to talk with me and uh, it took quite a lot of effort on their part because English is their second language and uh, it took some work. And I thought, man, they didn't have to do that. They could have just kept that. There's something inside that person that said, I want to do the right thing. They said, yes. So I'm very grateful. How often do people do that? But I don't even notice. I was talking to my friend today and he was saying he and his wife had been prompted for some time. They really wanted to move to an area that was more ethnically diverse. They lived in a place where it was pretty kind of white suburban and they thought for their children, for their family, for their own spiritual life, for their experience of life in the kingdom, they wanted to be in a place that was a little bit more mirroring the diversity of God's kingdom. And so they found a place uh, in an urban area, not far from where they live, that could work, but uh, it was difficult to make it work financially. Housing is often more expensive in urban settings. And But they said, we want to do it. And so they did. And he was telling me, their house ended up selling for more than they thought that it would. So that enabled them to get, well, not a house, but a condo in an urban spot. And um, that enabled them to be more generous financially in ways they had not anticipated. And their kids were already liking it. Their son said the pizza at the new school is better than the pizza at his old school. So that's priority number one. And he said they were kind of realizing very often uh, brown culture and black culture tends to be warmer than white color. People are often either less in a hurry or have grown up in a sense of extended family neighborhood that is more connectional where people will just stop and talk with you and want to know you. So my friend was saying there's all these good things that are going on. God has been involved in all of this. But I didn't know about any of that until I took that step forward. So what I want to tell people is when you get a prompting, when there's the right thing to do, always say yes to God. And it's most important to do that precisely because you don't know how the story will end up. We talked about Abraham in the Old Testament and one of the most mysterious and forbidding stories about his offering of Isaac. Don't have time to get all the way deeply into that. Eleanor Stump writes about how Abraham actually said to a servant that he and Isaac would return in three days. So at some level, Abraham was aware of the fact that God was calling him to trust God, that all things, including Isaac, would be well. And Abraham learned, always say yes to God. All through the Bible, people have callings that are really difficult. 
And part of it is to always say yes to God, particularly when you don't know what the outcome will be. I have been recently rereading the Lord of the Rings trilogy. There's a wonderful section towards the end of the second book, um, uh, The Two Towers, where Sam and Frodo are entering into the most dangerous spot, Mordor, and the journey is very forbidding and they're filled with fear. And Frodo says, I don't like anything about this, but this is where our path is laid. And Sam says, yep, we wouldn't be here at all if we had known more about it before we started. Very often that's life. That's family, that's marriage, that's work, that's relationship, that's humanity. Often if we knew what we were headed into, we'd never say yes, but thank God we don't know. The brave things in the old tales and songs, Mr. Frodo's adventures, as I used to call them, I used to think that they were things that those wonderful folks of the stories went out and looked for because they wanted them, because they were exciting and life was a little dull. But that's not the way of it with the tales that really mattered or the ones that stay in your mind, folks seem to have been just landed in them usually. Their paths were laid that way, as you put it. But I expect they had lots of choices like us of turning back, only they didn't. And if they had, we shouldn't know because then they'd been forgotten. We hear about those as just went on. Not all to a good end, mind you. At least not to what folk inside a story and not outside it call a good end. You know, coming home, finding things all right, though not quite the same. But those aren't always the best tales to hear. I wonder what sort of tale we've fallen into. I wonder, said Frodo, but I don't know. And that's the way of a real story. Take anyone you're fond of. You may know or guess what kind of story it is, happy ending or sad ending, but the people in it don't know, and you don't want them to. And this is terribly important about life. The people in the story don't know how it will end, and we who hear, read, watch the story, we wouldn't want them to know, because if they knew, if they had a guarantee, if they had assurance of outcome, they could never d demonstrate the kind of faith, or the kind of love, or the kind of courage, or the kind of hope, or the kind of persevere, perseverance that makes a human character and spirit a noble thing. They must not know how the story ends. Now, when I'm in the middle of the story, I want to know exactly how it ends. That's what I demand of God. And I often cannot understand why won't he just tell me how it ends. Then I would know what to do. Then I wouldn't worry. But when I'm reading the story, then I know. The cultivation of greatness of spirit requires that you do not know how the story ends. And so it is for you and I in the fellowship of the withered hand. I can't. But God can. I think I'll let him. I'll trust him. Pharaoh goes on to talk with Sam, and Sam says, as he's thinking about past heroes, come to think of it, we're in the same story still. It's still going on. Don't the great stories, do the great stories never end? No, said Frodo. They never end as stories, but the people in them come and go when their part is ended. And this is a great claim about human existence. It is not absurd. It is not random. It is not chaos. It is not meaningless. It is a story. And it had a beginning. In the beginning, God created. And it will have an ending. God will redeem. And we were in the middle of it. We come and we go, but the story goes on. It has meaning. 
and that its foundation is hope, goodness that matters. And God calls us. Not generally because our life is boring and we want more exciting excitement. Very often the path is laid for us in places that we would rather the path not lay. But then God comes and says, will you move here? Now this is your day today. Here's a good thing to do. If you find a wallet, you could help somebody. You could reassure them. You could move into this area or even just drive through a blessing, go shopping in it. You could give a gift to somebody. You could encourage somebody. A temptation would come, and instead of just yielding to it, you could wait, you could pause, you could ask for help, you could tell a friend. You could take a risk. You could bless a life. From one moment to the next, when the calling comes, and it will come, always say yes to God. You are made to count and we do it with him. Make today count. Thanks for joining us here at becomenew.me. If you'd like to receive the daily emails that go along with each video, let us know at becomenew.me at gmail.com. Or if you want prayer, you can text us at 855-888-0444.